Welcome to the Job Search Podcast with your host, John Rivero, where we will be interviewing leading industry experts to help you get the job that you want. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Canadian Job Search Podcast. My special guest is Gwendolyn Nubila. She is the founder for Change Staffing Solutions, and I'm so happy to have her on our show to share some insights and tips with you on how to get your next job in the IT industry here in North America and Canada specifically. So welcome to the show, Gwendolyn. Thank you so much for having me, John. I really appreciate it. I'm so excited to have you here because I know you have a lot of information. I know in our past conversations that we've already had with one another, you know, the one thing that keeps going back is I know and I understand your passion for helping a lot of newcomers because you have your own newcomer story. So before we get into all the tips and strategies, why don't you share your newcomer story with us? Okay. So I came to Canada in 2011, went back to my home country and then came back in 2012 finally. Um, we moved to Waterloo and uh, my husband was uh, attending school and I was looking for work and I actually had an interview with a tech company in Waterloo and I went for the interview. I did, um, the uh, hiring manager said he liked me but he wasn't quite sure about something and that really got me thinking you know, because I knew I was really good at interviewing, I was good at selling myself. But then I got ready for the next interview, which I had with my current employer, and um, I really did all I could do. Sold myself, found out information, did a lot of research, and I landed the job. So, so you're talking about there was some sort of hesitation when you were going through the process. What was the hesitation, or what was the concern that you were feeling during that time? So there was this feeling of, um, I, got, I got the feedback that they weren't quite sure of, of, my, of what I could do. So they weren't quite sure of what I could do in terms of performance. So, but they didn't tell me that directly. They just told me that there was something they couldn't put together. So mm-hmm. I kind of figured it out. Maybe they weren't sure of what I could do. And I, I was so confident of what I could do. So in my next interview, I took the time to study the network, to study a lot of information, piece data together and kind of had my own network architecture, which I was going to discuss with the, with the, with the employer at my interview. And I came across very powerfully for doing such, uh, for putting together uh, such a, a document. Mm. So, so what helped you? So, you know, with the current employer that you have today, what really helped you? What were some of those things that made you stand out? Well, for me, I really prepared for my interview. So I read a lot. And the day before the interview, I went, on, I went to the area, studied it, tried to look around, just familiarize myself. Mm. And, um, but what really prepared me was my research. I did a lot of research on my, um, on my employer. I had to find out what they were doing, try to read up on any problems they were having, feedback which um, their clients were giving, so that in the end, I could come up with something. I knew where I could find value to add to them, seeing that, okay, this is what your clients are saying, and this is what I know I can do. So I know I'll be able to solve these problems for you using these strategies, and, and that, that was what they really appreciated. Nice. So you talked about, uh, so finding, finding their problems and then coming up with solutions. I, I really liked how you talked about how you went on site and you actually looked at it and got familiar with it before you actually went in for the interview. I thought that was great. So, and I know you've taken this passion of, you know, going through your own job search journey and kind of under, under kind of uncovering certain things that worked really well that you've actually turned it into your own 
uh, you turned it into a business where you help other people, you know, land jobs. So, so tell us a little bit about that and, wh and what that looks like for people who are going through the job search process today. You know, what do you do specifically with helping them go through the interview? So um, right now, I, my, my employment firms um, for recruiting, so I do mm -hmm. recruitment as well as job search coaching. So for my recruitment piece, I actually reach out to companies and try to help them find talent because I know so many people who are talented but just can't find work. And sometimes it's just a problem of them really being able to exp exp express themselves that's one problem which I see candidates having. So um, it's something I've, I've, I've gone through. I've tried to work on it myself and I've got a mastery of it. So I try to coach uh, job seekers in ways that they can be able to really define themselves when they go for interviews in such a way that they come across powerful and, and be able to win the interview process. And then also with, with companies, I see that some of them, they're really looking for people with cultural feed with them um, not cultural fit, sorry, organizational fit, people who can actually be able to fit in the workplace. So that also is a challenge for them. So I always, I'm really good with people. I'm a people person and uh, I'm good at um, negotiating uh, relationships. So I find myself really valuable there because I'm always able to really broker a good relationship between candidates and hiring managers. Mm. Nice. So you talked about some of the challenges and people having with expressing themselves. So what are, what are one or two or, or even three suggestions or tips that you could give to our audience members on how they can express themselves more effectively? So in general, people really need to be able to really define themselves and know who they are, know their mm. strengths and their weaknesses. It's just good for everyone to do a SWOT analysis of themselves because with that, you can really know what are your opportunities, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, what should you be working on. When you know these things, before you want to go for an interview, you also have to sample the company and know what is this company offering? What are their weak points? Because you can find this information online. There's a lot of stuff going online. You go to, to um, Glassdoor. People are offering reviews of how of how the work the certain companies. You can find a lot of information online. So if you piece those informations together, you'll be able to know what you can really offer. So that's just one one step of preparing for the interview. But also, candidates should think of themselves as a business. They are mm. their own CEO of their business. People go to interviews or people look at themselves as as low or they don't have like the high self-esteem they need to have for themselves because people feel that they're just going to offer something but they don't they don't look at themselves as they are going to contribute they're going to do something people need to have that mindset that they're going to give a powerful contribution they're going to offer services they're going to provide services for other companies because without them there is no success for those companies so people need to understand where, who they are what they can offer and how they're going to offer it to make a difference. Hmm. So from what you've seen, how from the candidates that you've seen that are really successful, how do they offer value? What, what are some of the things that they do to show that they're offering value to the organization? There are many things you can do to show that you offer value. But one mm -hmm. thing you have to be sure again, like I said, is you have to know what you have. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to know where you're going to. When you're, when you're clear on what you have and where you're going to, it's easy for you to always be able to, um, to reframe whatever they're asking you to be, 
to be sure that your offer is in line with what they're asking. So I believe candidates really need to be able to express themselves, understand what's on their resume, what they did, how they did it, and why they even did it, and what contributions they made, the qualitative contributions they made to, to their previous employers, so that they're able to express themselves in that same time. Because hiring managers are looking for people who will help them succeed, who will help them deliver their goals. So it is up to the candidates to be able to express themselves in that direction, to be able to showcase what they can do to make the hiring managers success, be successful in their, in their roles. Yeah. No, I, I liked how you talked about expressing qualitatively. And I think a lot of people miss on this step in terms of, you know, showing numbers. It, it's great. And I've seen this several times and I know you've probably seen it too, as people go through the interview process. They, they talk. Yeah. People speak in generalities. They don't speak in specifics, right? Like without giving away critical information. And I know that's important. You can't do that, but you can always talk about how you contributed specifically to the success of something. So, right. Like that's uh, like, this is what I mean. This is what I'm hearing when you say quantitative, make sure that you put some sort of justification around some of the work that you did. So you could show how you contributed specifically to the success of something, right? Yes, because bottom line, uh, they are in numbers, right? Whatever the, co- the company makes profit and loss are in terms of numbers. So giving a number, a quantity of what you did helps to gauge the amount of success or contribution you can bring. That's the only way it can be measured. Saying you manage something is, is no, it's not going to be helpful in you know, telling me how much you can contribute because manage is just a it's just a word, but if you tell me that you 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 did something qualitative in terms of like maybe five thousand employees, it makes more sense. So five thousand dollars was made daily. That gives me a better insight of how much you can achieve. Yeah, no, definitely. I and it makes sense. And we're of the school, you know, we we, we kind of we're we're of the same school of thought. It's really around providing specifics around what you can do specifically to, to contribute to the success of the organization. So that's great. So I, I, I wanted to, sorry, is there anything else you wanted to add, Gwen? Gwendolyn? Oh, that's, that's fine. We, you can go ahead. No, thanks. I, so I was going to ask you, so given the current environment that we're in today with COVID-19 and the pandemic, what, what are you starting to see as things that are changing in terms of the recruiting process? So for recruiting, um, it's kind of, um, the playing field right now is kind of been slowed down because most companies are uh, taking a break. Most of them are saying they want to just wait for the, uh, for the uh, pandemic to get over. Mm-hmm. So, but while other companies are hiring like Walmart and Loblaws, the healthcare providers are hiring because they have to keep up with demand, which has suddenly increased. In other fields, like the IT fields, they're also hiring people for remote work, but generally there is a slow. I've seen that there's generally a slow. And so um, I think that this is a prime time for people to really sharpen up their skills. It's a time where you have to reevaluate yourself and think, what skill am I missing? Do your SWOT analysis and ask yourself, where am I and where am I heading to? When you can answer those questions, you will be able to really redefine your path and prepare for whatever is coming in the future because there are lots of opportunities that right right now and even in the future there'll be much more because when companies will get to 
get to business as normal, they will be in a rush to get things, to, to, to getting the right people. And if you've already prepared yourself during this time, you will be starting tall at that time. Yeah. No, you're right. And, and you and I, we were talking before we got started on the recording of this podcast. And we talked about, you know, putting some time and effort into actually preparing for, for what's going to be coming. Because you know, we, we know that, you know, the, the, the analogy I like to use is there's always, there's a four seasons, right? And right now we're in, we're in the winter. Like we're, we're, <laughs> this is winter. Like it's cold. It's barren. It everything's frozen. Nothing's growing. Uh, but we do know after winter is spring, and that's when things really start to take off, right? Yes. So this is the opportunities to to start putting in that work, so you can start reaping those rewards once the spring hits, because the spring is going to come, right? That's so, nice. yeah. So, so go I, ahead. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I think it's time for everyone to really. Take a time to reflect and do your best to invest in yourself. Invest in yourself now that you've got the time. Because mm-hmm. when things get back to normal, it would be rush, rush, rush. So now is the time to really reassess and see where you are lacking. Take some online classes. I mean, there are many things you can do. Just reassess yourself and then refocus and be ready to move forward when the time yeah. comes. So, so I like that you said that reassess and refocus. So is there anything specifically based on your experience that people should be focusing on specifically? Well, um, it's, it depends on, on, so I would say it's a person by person thing Mm -hmm. because people have different, different visions for the future. So, I cannot really say one thing because one thing that I would say from for one person might be different for another person. But what I would just advise is that people should really take this time to look at your past. I mean, look at your resume. Your resume is supposed to help you see what you've done in the past and where you should be going to. So mm-hmm. take it, take this time to really reflect and, and look at where you're headed. And if you see that there are any skills you need to work on, you should try to take them. For IT people, there are lots of programming courses you can do online if you wanted to do one. There are lots of, um, even for, for, for people working towards leadership roles, there are lots of um, communications uh, uh, courses you can take online to sharpen your skills, project management courses. There's so many things people can really do in this time and make the most of it so that by the time things return to normal, you are ahead of the game. Yeah, no, it's true. (laughs) No, absolutely. If you put in the time and effort now, it won't be so bad later on, right? Because, you know, while everybody else is rushing, everybody's trying to get their resumes updated. And I'm sure even today, you know, we heard today that there was a an airline uh, company that laid off, I think it was 3,600 people. So, you know, so you could either sit there and, and I know it's tough, right? Like it can be mentally tough on somebody to think about, well, you know, I just lost my job today. How do I start preparing for tomorrow? Like, I'm sure it's like the last thing that's kind of crossing your mind, but there are things and you, you, provided a, a, a slew of suggestions, you know, take online courses, build on your communication skills, you know, work on your leadership. Like there's all these things. So, so outside of that is from a, from a mental health perspective. And I know because you have experience in this field, are, are there things that people can be doing to help themselves mentally to prepare for, for what's coming up next? I know that there is a lot of, um, fear and anxiety which is really normal in a crisis situation but um, 
because there's a lot going on, my, my, my suggestion and my advice to people is that you should um, maybe tune into the news once or twice a day, get the information that is out there, and then you can try to um, move to something else. Because if you just keep on focusing on finding out what's happening next, what could be, and all of that, you get so drained by it, and then the fear will only increase, and that will not leave you in a good mental state. So you should try to find other things to balance your activities. And also, it's not just a time to watch Netflix from, I don't know, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Try, <laughs> yeah, try to go from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. because... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's really a time to, to um, be able to discipline, just add more discipline to your activities because mm. it's really easy to, to slope on one side. So it's, it's really time to just be disciplined mentally. And um, it would really be, it would be a time to really refresh yourself. But I, I know people are, f- are afraid and, and fear it's, it's really normal in such circumstances. Um, but it's more it's really more important to to self-discipline stay focused reach out to others through social media connect with Mm -hmm. friends and families i call my mom every day now i call my sisters just to stay in touch with them so that they don't feel like they have been forgotten or something that was something i used to be always busy to do but right now i'm making that effort to call my loved ones so everyone should do the same just try to stay in touch with people and um because just your call might lift up somebody and even when you go on social media try to post positive things spend the time to look at motivational videos things that can encourage you and lift your spirit up those will really help because um it's a it's a difficult time for everyone and um, just always be ready to give a listening ear because you might never know um, what someone is going through but just being supportive of them and um providing encouragement positive words building others up is very important in this at these times to really be able to build others up with your words so i just i just um for me it's more of really taking the time to not over invest in one thing over another especially in destructive uh, activities such as a lot of media and um, a lot of tv watching and these <laughs> yeah that will not really do much for you now but rather yeah. dreaming more. So it's just good to have a balance of activities. People doing uh, sport activities in your house, you can do some exercises at home just to get yourself a little bit out since you can't really go far out, but just even walking around the house. Like for me, I have my three boys, we walk around the house just to get ourselves out of being in the house all the time. We walk around the house, we walk around, the, go down the street and come back up. Just, you know, just giving ourselves a different environment, it, it really helps to just keep the, the mind refreshed. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, you know, I 100% agree. And I'm pretty sure there might be people out there watching Netflix from 7am to 7am. So <laughs> <laughs> you definitely, and I really liked how you talked about creating balance, right? Like, and I think this is what keeps people's anxiety levels at bay and their fear levels at bay. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like, like you talked about, don't, don't live inside your TV set. Don't live on CNN. Don't live even on city TV, which is our local newscast, you know, don't live in these channels because it's going to hurt you mentally at some point. So go in, get the information you need and then come back out. I I like how you said that don't live in those places, balance it out. Right. And there is more time now. Like, I I don't know about you, but I find (laughs) that there's, there's just more time to do things that you you never had time for like you said you know you call your mom every day because hey i got time like i'm not working 
24 seven. And I found that the world is really slowed down as we're going through this. Right. So it's, it's nice. It's nice to just, I actually, I think this is a nice break. You know, th this is nature's way of telling us to, to slow down, you know, and kind of like reset a little bit and figure out what your priorities are. But I also like that it's it's also a great time to reset and reset your priorities for your career because you could be at one of those cross points where you've been thinking about a change or making a change. And this could be the time where you invest in, and really start to figure out, hey, what really happens next for me? So, so yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I definitely like that. It's, uh, it's a great tip. And it's, it's one of those things that I think we need to remember as we go through this pandemic that hey, it's not going to last forever. We are going to get through the other side of this. Who knows when the other side is? Like it, could be, <laughs> it could be a week. It could be another four months. Like, but at the end of the day, the more you invest in this time now, the more you'll reap your rewards in the spring and in the summer, right? As we go through this winter. So um, yeah, in terms of any other information that you'd want to share, like um, with people who should be, you know, like what else can they be doing at this time in terms of job search? So, you know, now that you've got your house in order, you, you know what you want to do. Is there anything else that uh, people can be doing to prepare themselves for, for, for the, the upswing and in, in uptick in jobs that are going to be coming down the pipe from certain industries? Not like I already said it all. So for me, I just believe that people should take the time to do some training, reevaluate your skills, look at your professional career. Where do you want to go to? Are you going in that direction? It's a time for reevaluation because we've got the time now. Honestly, when you're doing your normal job, you don't have the time like this to really be at home and then you can have the time to just sleeping extra, the time to drive to work is no longer there. So you have that time. I mean, there, there are small pockets of time that have really become available, which we can really um, use for, for a greater good of ourselves. But really, it's a time for, for candidates to, to take a look back, especially those if you've gone for multiple interviews and it's not going your way. Really look at, it's a time to reflect on what you've been doing at previous interviews and where you're lacking so that you can be able to uh, work on whatever is... Um, the gap for you so that you can close the gap before companies get back into the hiring spree. Yeah. So, and I do like that. Like you, how you talked about, you do have more time because you're actually, and this is a question I want to follow up. So you're no longer commuting to work, right? Because a lot of people are working remote and people, because of the lockdown that we're going through right now, um, people are being forced to work from home. So is there going to be a more, do you foresee that there's going to be more importance for people who are able to work from remote successfully? Oh, yes. I think this is just a startup for most companies because before the concept of remote was a little bit um, difficult for some companies because they felt like, I mean, employees could not, employees could not, um, could not really do their work. Mm -hmm. because they're at home but now there is no option because it's come to a point where the employees have to work from home and um, depending on how long this would take even if it lasts for a short time people are gradually going to to um, transition to this model of working from home more easily because it's happened in the past people survived it we survived it and so going forward it's just going to become the new norm Nice. Yeah, no, I, I definitely am with you on that one. I believe that uh, 
the the way we're working today is going to set the new standard for how we start working tomorrow. And if you can showcase and if you can highlight that you are a dependable and reliable remote worker, that's going to bring a lot of value to the interview. You know, if you can demonstrate that and show that to future employers, I think there's going to be a lot of value there. Yes. So Gwen, yeah, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Yes, because I mean, this is a time where people have to really just do their work. If they can do it, they'll do it. And the remote options are now going to be more possible because um, people are, have lived through this time and have also performed and delivered and contributed. So it's all going to count in the future as really becoming the norm of work. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you. So as we get to the end of this podcast, I know that there's a couple of projects that you're working on. Uh, would you want to share those projects with uh, our audience members so they can learn more about you? Oh, so uh, thank you very much, John. So I'm actually working on um, um, a, a career clarity and resume uh, training session to start hopefully in May. Uh, it's going to be a session where I'll help guide people through uh, having some clarity on their careers and being able to really refocus, think about the future and um, be able to redesign paths and different options they can use to explore for their future. But more right, in the light of doing what they're really um, you know, wanting to do. Excellent. And I know that's, uh, <laughs> I know that's, it's a big topic, for, especially for, for a lot of new grads who are finishing school and trying to figure out, hey, what do I want to do with my career and yes. my education? <laughs> so yeah, it's a very relevant topic. So what and I'm going to do, sorry, go ahead. To, yeah, it also applies to people who are really working already, because most of the time people do work and they're like, you know what, I, I don't find the job fulfilling, or it's boring, or you know what, it's no longer challenging and things like that. So it's just, um, I've, I've come across this many times. Many people tell me this. So I feel like, I mean, I always give them guidance on what they can do. So I just want to share with, with more people to be able to help them really find that clarity in their career and even their purpose, but to be able to find that clarity and work out a strategic plan on how they can achieve those things in the long run. Yeah. Excellent. So it, I, I guess uh, people can find this information through your LinkedIn post, like through your LinkedIn site, or what's the best way for people to find this information? So it, the information is going to be um, available in the coming, like next week, most likely on my LinkedIn page. So my LinkedIn is just Gwendoline um, in the Bila. That's my name on LinkedIn. And um, <clears throat> I know you're going to put it in the, uh, in the, uh, anyone who's interested in just joining the course should let me know i'm hoping to start in april by the first or the second week of april i'm going to launch the course just to help as many people as i can during this time where you really have the time to reflect to help them to walk along with them because you're not going to do it alone but to walk with them, guide them, help them reflect on where they really want to be going to so that they can really be prepared. I mean, by the time this thing is over, they come up being more clear on what they want to achieve in the future. Yeah. New grads, especially those who are also working and need clarity on the way forward for their jobs. Or those who are looking to have a career switch, something along the line, I'll be able to like just coach them and walk with them along that work with them giving them guidance and also um helping them to build a stronger and more robust resume for their future job search 
Excellent, excellent. Yeah, so I'll make sure that I include a link to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes, just so people can get a hold of you, connect with you and learn more about you and, and some of the upcoming courses and, and programs that you're going to be offering to the public. So, so yeah, no, I'll definitely do that. Uh, so, so Gwendolyn, thank you again for your time today. It's It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Uh, I, our conversation has been very insightful. I know there's a lot of great tips for people to take away. I don't know about them, but I've already got like four pages of notes. So, <laughs> so I know there's going to there's, there's gonna be a lot of great takeaways for our, our audience members who are listening to this podcast. Oh, thank you so much, John. I'm really glad to be here. I'm happy to share at any time. And um, hopefully we can really continue to help people the way we do. I mean, I appreciate what you do. Your team is doing a great job with the new immigrants, really helping them to really find their ground on Canada, which is something that every immigrant will appreciate any day, any time. So I just want to really thank you for doing that. And hopefully we continue to help ourselves and, and everyone around us to really be able to thrive and succeed in their lives. Yeah. No, no, thank you. And I appreciate those comments. It's very kind of you to say that. So that is it for this episode of the Canadian Job Search Podcast. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. And we will catch you next time. Thank you.